Hey Barb, we're uh, back here again for our second episode of On the Home Place Farms. Uh, I'm pretty episode excited. Episode number two. Oh yeah, we're we've doubled our past output, so we're in uh, <laughs> we're in good shape. Pretty excited about this one. Uh, me and Dad got a chance uh, a day or two ago to ride to my uncle Went and Aunt Mert's house, and uh, just to give you a little background of the ride to Muscadine, Alabama, if you. Need, haven't been there and you want to kind of envision it imagine uh, a lot of trees on the side of the road as you as you're riding in coming from Georgia into Alabama uh, anywhere from a lot of pine trees and oak trees and sweet gum trees and then you'll come up to a large pasture and then you come some more trees and you may have a, a trailer with some farm equipment out in mm -hmm. the old rusted farm equipment out in the front and then some more pasture and then some more trees and uh, that, that's about what Muscadine kind of looks back, looks like, and that's kind of what the ride to Uncle Went and Aunt Mark, Aunt Mert, kind of looks like. Uh, when we lived out there, they were our neighbors for a little while, and you got to meet up with Uncle Went and Aunt Mert for a little while. Yeah. What did, what, did, what was your impression of them? Yeah, well, they're a very sweet couple. Um, Went is very funny. Uh, one time I saw him at the mailbox, and he was um, walking around in his yard, and I pulled over and asked him what he was doing, and he said, just trying to stay alive Barbara I'm just trying to stay alive and he was going to go into his garden and pick peas um Mert I got to visit with a few times and sit down and speak with her and she would tell me stories and from her youth as well so yeah. we got to kind of share a little bit of our lives together just a little bit of ourselves together and that was always nice she's very loving very open um I kind of feel like you paint too idyllic of a picture driving into that Muscadine area. Well, as I said before, <laughs> this is going to be the highlight videos of, of yeah. all of us, or well, uh, audios of all of us. Anyways, yeah. yeah, if anybody ever comes to see this place, just know there's going to be some trash on the road, <laughs> and you're going to have some people who, who don't take care of their yard, and then you're going to have some people that do, and you can definitely tell the do's from the don'ts. <laughs> it's Muscadine. That, it's that's, Muscadine. That's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great place. Uh, just to, for those of you who probably will hear some of these stories and reminisce in your own family's history, or maybe you just you can adopt us as your family here, but uh, imagine back going to Christmas get-togethers or uh, big family reunions, and the one, the, the aunt who's at the um, drink table making sure everybody has their drinks, that, yeah. was, that was Aunt Mert. Mm. Uh, and then the uncle who was uh, uh, glad to see you, gave you a big firm handshake. Mm -hmm. uh, laughed a lot of the same stories that you heard over over and over again from all the uncles. That was Uncle Wynn. Yeah. And uh, we got to sit down and do that. And I cannot wait to share some of the stories. Some of them we weren't able to kind of get on the uh, podcast. As a matter of fact, we'll probably have to do this over a two, three episode arc with Uncle Wynn mm -hmm. and Mert. We got so much. There was so much from uh, <laughs> fights and gang warfare in Savannah during the 40s to cats being baptized and <laughs> Uh, we couldn't get it all in, but I can't wait to share with everybody and learn a little bit more about my Uncle Wint and Aunt Mert. So let's go. Let's do it. Roughly what years would y'all have moved out here to, to Muscadine? Do you know? Do you remember? To Muscadine, 41. 1941, I guess. How, how old were you when you moved to A? Well, I would have been eight or nine. 
Okay, I guess. All right. And so uh, the ha the the White House that that's there right now. Well, it it had been uh, rehabbed. Right. The, the fourth time. It ain't what it originally was. Right. It, it was originally built. It was a four-room house. Right. And uh, was it? Uh, so here's my earliest memories of that house when Granny was living there. Uh, so you walk in from the porch, had the wood and, and the well all right there in the little porch yeah, area right there. You're going in the back door. Back porch. Back porch. Well, so was that there when you when y'all moved in? It was there when we moved in. So you, you go into the kitchen, mm -hmm. and that is like that. And then you had, I always called it the cold room because it was that freezing room in the back that had no insulation. With the boys' room, yes. That was, that that was your the, room? from the kitchen. Yeah. I, yes, sir. I, them, them had already been added, though. Okay. Them wasn't part of the original house. If you, when you went through the door into the kitchen, if you turned left and went through that door into that room, yes, sir. That was one of the uh, original four rooms of the house before it was ever right. remodeled the first time. Okay, I'm with you. And in, did, uh, indoor plumbing? Any, no. No indoor plumbing or anything in there, right? No, no running water. No. <laughs> so what'd you do? Like, no it's Saturday night, there's no electricity wired to the house either, right? So There wasn't no electricity, period. Right. Yeah, it, it, it came through in 1950. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. That, you can't that, you can't imagine this stuff, son. I cannot. No, I, I cannot. So there were. Uh, if y'all moved there, forty-one was Uncle John born by that time y'all moved in. No, he, he was born, born just before we moved. Just before he moved there. Okay. So all of y'all but Aunt Pat slept in that one room. If Aunt Pat ain't here yet. Yeah, that's right. You're. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so all of y'all slept in that one room, in that that back room back that's there. That's right. That's all of you did. So how many how many beds bed. were back there? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. How many beds was this? One bed? Two beds. Two beds. Okay. Two beds. If you if you, I don't know. Can you remember that house before Pat ever? Yes, sir. Yeah, I remember. Okay. I remember. Yeah. I, uh, one of the beds was over by the window. Uh huh. The other one uh, was leading into the kitchen. Yes, sir. To that door, it was on the left of that door. Uh huh. And this this was the only house that I know of that ever room had an outside door okay. when we moved there. Huh. And the door to the bathroom there now. Yeah. Was are that or where the old bathroom is? Right. Uh, that door led out to the porch. So so there was like. What's the what's the original or the old bathroom that I knew growing up in there? What was that area? Was it anything? It or? was it was back porch. Back porch. Yeah. And so they made that into a bathroom all together. Okay. Yeah. I got. I was I was sixteen years old. When that bathroom came in. Nineteen sixty six. That's unreal. Uh, Y'all's dad, my grandfather. I never met him. What what was he like growing up? When you were growing up, what, what was he? He was as as a king when he spoke. There was no argument. Gotcha. You either did it or you got your tail tore up. <laughs> did you ever get your tail tore up? I have. <laughs> I got you.
Okay, Barb, before we go on to this next little segment, I'm going to have to ask you questions and, and maybe kind of give you a, a thesaurus to kind of make your way through this, <laughs> this next little story here. Uh, have you ever heard of what a pine knot is? No. I do not know what a pine knot is. Now, I can assume yeah. that it is a knot on a pine, but, but other than that, no, I have no idea. You're, you're, you're right up the right alley here. <laughs> the, I guess the more uh, better question would be what, what pine knots would be used for, I guess would be a better question than what a pine knot is. But that's exactly right. When, they would, when you cut a pine tree down and uh, the stumps and stuff, a lot of times what was left over was those, those knots you see in the woods sometimes but people would use them they're really hardened with resin and people would use them to start fires they were good mm. kindling to, to start fires uh, there's even stories in the south that during the civil war the confederate soldiers would use pine knots as far almost like torches to uh, at night to uh, kind of light their way around so this next story you're going to hear about a pine knot and uh, to understand uh, that story you, you probably have a background and a little bit i'm gonna give you another little thesaurus here okay so when you hear Sarge, that's Uncle Junior. When you hear uh, SP, that's my grandfather, Silas Phillip. And when you hear the left-handed brother, that's my <laughs> Uncle Judge. That's my Uncle Judge. So uh, I thought we'd kind of get that out of the way before we go to that next story. Oh, that was uh, before... He was five years old. Gene <laughs> was ever born. Yes, sir. This was when we first moved to Cleveland County from Rabbit Town. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, you needed lighter pine. Yes, sir. To start the fires, because every meal you cooked, you had to restart a fire. Right. In the wintertime, first thing you done when you got up, you started the fire. You needed some lighter pine to do this. Right. Well, the microwave place had some uh, original pine stumps, lighter, well, after you cut the tree, the timber turned to lighter. And it was easily, easily to build a farm if you had a handful of a lot of pine. Right. So my dad and your grandpa proceeded to want a pine stump up to the house where he could chop off the marsh pine off the off the thing. So we was he was digging it digging the uh, stump up. And he had it loose, but he didn't have enough strength apparently to pick it up and put it, put it out and on up on the ground where he cut the house. So he had uh, his two older boys was restricted to assisting. Well, you got to know, Winfrey was five, Silas was seven. Right. Okay. Yes. Just baby, babies. Babies. He was having one of his uh, correction over his youngin, and he was down in the in the hole where he dug around the stump. Yes, sir. And after he got carried away, there was a pine knot laying there, and somehow he upset 
one of his boys. And the left-handed one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing I, I know who one of his yeah. boys was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing that. Yeah. But he didn't like it. Let me put it that yes. way. And as, as uh, Judge once said, after he'd hit him in the head, Judge said that was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> If, if, if he walked out, did everybody call him SP? I mean, is that what everybody called? Outside the family. Outside the family, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what he went by. Or Preacher Brown, or, and some people called him Big Brown. Right. Because uh, he was a big man. He really was a big man. He was, he was every bit as big as me. He was taller than me. Right. But he was every bit as big and strong as I, I, well, I People always tell me, oh, uh, the barber up in town for years, uh, but Dingler. Yeah, Mr. Dingler, he would talk about how you could hear my granddad preached, you know, through windows, you know, blocks away from the church because it's how, how loud he would, he could bellow. Silas, I used to hear him from here. Could you for real? Yes, honest. <laughs> Silas said that you could sit out on the back porch, which was right next to the room that we were talking right. about. Right. And you could hear him preaching. It, didn't, it all depended on the weather too. Right. But you could hear him preach from Beulah. From Beulah, yeah. Now, here, I'll oh, go ahead. It's a little bit over now. You could hear portions right. Right. Of, of make out the words. You couldn't hear what he was preaching right. about. Yeah. But you could hear it from Mueller Church to the house. <laughs> so here's one story I need verification of Quint that I always heard. And I don't know the whole story, but was there something about uh, he got in a swarm of bees uh, that you and Uncle Junior saw him? Oh, no. This is on, on later. Okay. Oh. Uh, do you, that, did that make it oh, yeah, they, they thought, him and Junior thought, thought Daddy went crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was, yeah. That's what it was. And it was like a, it was like a swarm of bees who was attacking uh, them or something yeah, like that. Yeah, let him tell it, because he's no, better at telling that. The bees still do it. It's a natural thing for bees to swarm in the spring. Right. And somewhere Dad had, he had already somewhere come up with one hive of bee. And this one was coming over, and we were flying over where Jim Alter built his house. Yes, sir. And he was over behind the home house. Okay. Uh, where we had a potato patch. We plant uh, sweet potatoes that year in that patch. Well, he was he was not close enough to we could see anything in the sky. But he had been told if you take and throw dirt in the, amongst the, that swarm of bees, they'll follow the dirt and settle. Right. So he was uh, stopped his mule. He was flying and when they come over, and he would scoop down and get him a handful of dirt and throw it up in the air and scream. <laughs> <laughs> and he followed the way the uh, bees was going. Yes, sir. And, and uh, he would get it another handful and throw it up and scream and then run a little bit. But he'd done this for. Now, y'all didn't know what his plan was when y'all were seeing this. And, uh, I was stopped to watching, watching what was going on. Sarge and his muse got up to where I was at and seen what was happening. And 
He said, what, what now? Well, I said, well, let's go get him. You know? Well, he's, he's lost it. <laughs> so, man, that, that, uh, you have to live on circumstantially. He had a, a brother that was in the in, uh, institution in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, with, uh, okay. Yeah, y'all thought the family uh, blood yeah, had some in it. His yeah. time had run out. That's right, that's right, I guess. And when we got over there where he was at, well, then he explained what he was doing. <laughs> and the bees still didn't settle. They went on about that particular time. Right. And let, let's uh, talk about him a little bit. Now, one of my favorite women of my my life was my Granny Brown. Yeah, I've heard So what was... Uh, Give me your, you know, your experience with her growing up, mom, you know, your mom, and, and what was she like? Mom was the, um, I guess the, the captain of the ship, and she was the go-between between the king and the and his people. Right. <laughs> and, the, and the peasants. <laughs> Me and Dad were talking about the way uh, Granny just had a sense of humor about her to me. That, that she, oh, you know, just, she was a jewel. Yeah. Her grandmother was a jewel. Yep. Yeah, yeah, she was. Give me an idea. Now, you know, told me about you know being raised in a house with no electricity or no water that you know, I would know. But like, what were, what were you required to do? Like some of the farming things that you had to, that well, you were responsible well, for. You had a uh, rotation of who did the. Uh, you had to have water on the table at night in the house. You had, uh, you had to build a fire. Somebody had to build a fire first thing in the morning. Somebody had to feed the chicken. Somebody had to milk the cow. Somebody had to feed the mule. Uh, were, you, were you that somebody you, often? <laughs> well, yeah, we, uh, I'd say the top two, Sergeant and I, was kind of rotated, but he never learned how to milk. He, he was. Who's that? Sarge. Uh, oh, Junior. Uh, I got Sarge. Sarge. I got you. Yeah, Winfred always called him Sarge. Yeah, I got you. I'm with you. Yeah, he was a master sergeant <laughs> in the Air Force. In the Air Force. That's right. <laughs> well, he started out from, I guess, by the time he was six year old, he wanted to be rich. Yeah. And we went through some trying times trying to get him rich. <laughs> you helped him up time or two, didn't you? Well, I tried to help him all the way until <laughs> right. he carried him to the funeral. <laughs> so, uh, with all the chores and stuff, like what, what all animals did y'all have growing up as far as you know, raising chickens, cows, dog mules, horses, anything? Well, we the, uh, the prize was a goat. The prize? Uh, our, our prize really? toy was a goat. Gotcha, okay. We had an uncle. Ain't Clyde's husband. He thought that he thought we needed a goat. Yes, sir. So when one would pass on, he would supply us with another because at that time you could get a goat for a couple three dollars. Right. But one of the, one of the ticket ones he, he brought, there was an old barn sitting out behind the boys' room, and you could put that goat in a stable. And you could point, point your fire, push your finger through the crack in the stable and wiggle it, and that dope would take off full speed and run into that wall trying to match that finger. <laughs> <laughs> that was a heap of fun. 
but but uh, if it takes a lot got, to yeah, entertain right. people back then. And one of the things like Dad always told me, I, I think I did it once when I was really little, but I don't remember it. But uh, what they call hog mowing day, hog killing, hog killing day. Yeah. Did were, I heard you were the ones who were, who were you the one to kind of clean the hog out or to uh, process the hog yeah, that yeah, killed yeah. one or anything? Oh well, hog killing days was was a regular occurrence. Every year, because you didn't raise it, you didn't have it. That's right. But as I grew up, I, I didn't like the way Dad cured his meat. So you salt cured it. Yes, sir. But he would leave it in the salt too long. It gets salt, you couldn't hardly eat it. I'm with you. Okay. But the. Yeah, it wasn't explained to you. You were just supposed to know what to do and when right. to do it. Yes, sir. And if there's going to be any, I guess, in my opinion, any compliments to come, all the compliments, compliment, come to Dad. Right. They didn't come to the to the uh, servants. Right. The, the, the regular people? Yeah. The regular servants. Pe peasants. That's hey, peasants. He, he, he had his set up, son, as though it was, it was a small kingdom. Yeah, I believe it. I got you. Uh, just kind of a, I don't know why I'm interested in Uncle Wins or something like that, but, or something that kind of popped in my mind, but uh, Christmases, birthday, kind of, you know, today there's such a big deal for kids to get all these toys and presents, all, all that stuff. What? Did did, did y'all get a lot of stuff? I mean, as much as you could expect at Christmas, or was there anything like that? that yeah, we got a lot of stuff. We got an apple, and an iron, and two English walnuts. That was the, that was your Santa. Big Christmas. It was a big Christmas, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I figured I figured it was something like that. So it, when you remember the holidays uh, from years back, Uncle Wendy, I mean, apparently the gifts, not so much, but like my memory is us all you know, Christmas Eve or. You know, getting in Granny's living room right there, lining the walls and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know? Them parties didn't happen until years later. Right, okay. Well, we were, I guess you call it a family, a poor family. Yes, sir. They, there wasn't any, any left over. Fact of business, uh, the doctor that delivered Bill and Pat, he got... Uh, the privilege of going hunting on the farm for his pay for for delivering wow. at yeah. home. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the uh, that was the barter system a little bit back in those days, I'm sure, yeah. Hey, yeah. That's, yeah. that's crazy. But that was a real doctor too. I mean he was kind that would come and look about you right. whether you paid him or not. That's right. He would come. Well, your your portable toilet with a five-gallon bucket right into the side bucket you happen to have. Right, yeah. Or an old well bucket. That's what Pat used for years was an old well bucket. That we didn't we didn't drop it in the well anymore, you see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. yeah. And every uh, morning, Potty. there's somebody's job to empty and wash out right. the portable toilet. And uh, Granny's tell me that she could never grow any good shrubs around the back of the house because because that's where the all y'all would relieve yourselves <laughs> out, well, out uh, the window. That was a urinal. Yeah, that was. <laughs> this, this was before Pat got that. Yes, sir. 
at the patent out there, you couldn't do that because there's a female. There's a female. Around. I ran. I and got according you. to my mother, boys and girls were to be separated. That's right. and I went to uh, Atlanta in the Christmas of 54. And I met up my sweetheart two years, three years later, two years later. So I'm glad you brought that up. So that, that's who I've always known as my Aunt Mert. So how, how did y'all meet Aunt Mert? You go ahead and you, you was, pop in anytime you want to, Aunt Mertz, you want to. It was, it was kind of like thunder and lightning. <laughs> 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 oh. They was a, on the floor, they called a little boy, Mom. They were distributing soap powder. Yeah. Proctor and Gamma would send a group of people into a community and trying to get improve their business. Instead of advertising on TV, you go around and give people samples. Okay. Uh, this bunch bo boarded in the boarding house where I was boarding. And one of the young boys, somehow I had met Yat Murder and Talked her into a date, and but to have a date, she had to have her friend, somebody go with her friend for protection on stranger. Uh huh. And he talked me into going with her friend, and that's that's how we. That's how y'all met. So, how how did uh, y'all get rid of the other two and, and end up with each other? We went to this fortune teller, and this fortune teller told us that'd be the thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> smart man, yeah, that's smart man. Is that how you remember that, Mert? Is that is that how it went? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, how long did y'all date before you ended up getting married? Oh, eight months, seven, eight months. One whole summer. One whole summer. You gotta know it. Your Aunt Mert worked for the telephone company. Okay, I didn't know that, Aunt Mert. So where, where did you, uh, where were you raised up, Aunt Mert? Where, where's, where's your hometown, I guess, like the book? Georgia. <laughs> Hawkingfield, wasn't it, Mert? My hometown, I was born in, in Hawkinsville. Okay. But I, we lived all over Georgia. Daddy oh. moved a lot. Yes, ma'am. And it wasn't. I don't. I don't like to even think about it. Right. But it, it was. Moved all over. So yeah. how, how did you end up? Uh, where is it in Anston? Where did you meet up? When at what time? Oh, it's Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, sorry. Atlanta. How'd you end up in Atlanta? I'm sorry, Bert. I was working for the telephone company. Okay, I got. Was you one of them that uh, plugged in circuits? Yes, I did. Somebody that's, called. That's why I started. I'd say number, please. And they'd tell me what right. they wanted, and uh, 
got promoted, I was training people to, okay. do, to learn how to do it. Right. And that, all that, that was before I met him. I'm with you. Okay. And then when I'm after, I, after I met him, Went, oh, this girl, this this person that he was, did he dated? Yes, ma'am. Supposed to be my friend. She hated me. <laughs> she she accused me of taking him away. Take, take him away. What a prize. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. That's right. That's I right. Did. And I I didn't go with him anymore. He, right. He took her, he took somebody to Birmingham and she went with him. Okay. I didn't go. <laughs> no. A little, a little love drama there, a little, you know, early on in the relationship. Well, I've been full of that. <laughs> I guess. So when y'all, when y'all decided to get married, did you know you wanted to come back to live in Muscadine eventually? Was that always kind of the plan? No, that wasn't what, what she told me she wanted. She told me that she didn't want to move every six months. She wanted to settle down and grow roots. Like okay. And my dream was to raise my family on a, on a farm. Yes, sir. Because I, I still believe that you learn stuff on the farm that you can't get out of a book. Unfortunately, we went to stop it right there, uh, but we got a lot more to kind of go into as we uh, go in further in Uncle Wynn and Aunt Mert's uh, adventure into life and when they start having kids and uh, life in Muscadine as adults. But uh, I thought it'd be a good place to kind of slow it down right now and go to uh, you know, some more episodes that I know you're looking forward to. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be the end of this one. Uh, don't forget, just kind of, uh, I'll do this reminder, um, that SOP weekend, the SOP festival, Sorghum Festival, is uh, going to be that first weekend. October, we're really kind of looking forward to it. Got a picture of the field being plowed, getting ready for the, the cane to be uh, planted here pretty soon. Uh, so can't wait. We'll go with uh, Uncle Went's story further along the next podcast we have. And uh, don't forget, life is sweet. SOP it up. SOP it up. <laughs>